Welcome back to Are You Sisters? The podcast. The podcast. Happy 2024. Yep, here we are. (laughs) The year is 2024. I can't believe it. We're two weeks in technically now. I know. I know. Yeah, I. it's crazy. We had um, quite a fun hiatus. Yeah, we just got back from um, Colorado where we went skiing in Vail with my family, which was really fun. Um, we do a ski trip at the beginning of the year every year, but it's like basically extending the nonstop partying all the way to like the 7th or 8th of the yeah. month. So. It's just been a a bender at this point. (laughs) Yes. So before we went to Vail, and we'll have to go into some more details on this, but we we stopped in Denver, like I'd mentioned, and hung out. I guess you could say hung out. Party rocked with (sighs) my two college best friends, um, Haley and Kinsey. Yep, we did. And they were supposed to be our guests on the podcast, but what happened there? So there's something that happens when you reunite with your best friends that you you'd rarely get to see and it's essentially you revert back to the maturity that you were you know in college when you were all together originally true so they picked us up at the airport we went straight to fuzzy's tacos which if you know you know like we used to tear this place up in college it's like it's like just a casual, fast casual dining restaurant, Mexican food, mm-hmm. you know, I love I love a good Mexican joint. Um, and we went there to just start it off. It was like 2 p.m. We we all had like two fishbowl margaritas. Yes, we did. <laughs> it just started the trip on that note. It was good, though. It was so fun. And then, yeah, so we went out to dinner. We were just belly laughing constantly. And then we were supposed to record with them on New Year's Eve. And, of course, you know, just hung over. Well, I mean, what did we do instead? So we hung over, watched... Saltburn, which I'm sure, along with the rest of the world, um, we're screaming uh, yeah. <laughs> at the television. No, I mean it, it. It truly like was the best case scenario, though, for for watching that movie. Yeah, because like you can't really watch it alone, but you definitely can't watch it with family. No, and you can't watch it with like anyone you'd be awkward with. Right, and it was like. Perfect, because we were all just literally screaming and, like, in awe the whole time. Of course, Kinsey's, like, obsessed with, you know, both of the character, the main characters. I don't know which one. I mean, I'm sure she's probably... The guy from Euphoria. Jacob Lordy heavy, but she also liked Barry, the other main character. But it was just, it was just hilarious. It, like, made me feel like I was back in college. We're sitting, like in our little tiny room on the couch yeah and it's like just screaming at the tv dying laughing hungover it was good and i have to tell you i'm still like i still think about it so i don't think about that the movie as much as i think about murder on the dance floor and well, yeah and by that i mean i cannot like i wake up in the morning and the song is in my head and it it's starting to really kind of drive me a little nuts like i feel yeah. like i'm losing my mind a little yeah, it's kind of um, like when Stranger Things with Running Up That Hill. Yeah. Is that the name of the song? Yes. Yeah, that – like similar vibes in that that was stuck in my head all the time. But this especially, like the first like thing I think in the morning is the song. It's kind of weird. And I'm almost like is there some sort of like 
subconscious message that they plugged into the song that's like oh. you know reverberating throughout the world and we're all right. it's just like I've never it of course like running up that hill padam padam this summer all yeah. of these songs I've been like obsessed with and played in my head but like it's it's taking it to a next level it's like it all it, it started out fun and games and now it's like I'm kind of freaked out yeah I know. Can we give a shout out to my sister Olivia who did the most insane dance yes. to the song? <laughs> yeah, if you missed it, it was on my one of my Instagram stories. It, I don't. I mean, she just committed. So we were in yeah. Vail. Of course, again, you know, libations were flowing. Oh yeah. Um, and we're walking back to the car, and I put the song on, and I'm like, "Come on, guys, dance!" Like you gave a twirl, some half. I mean, Steve did try to pick me up. <laughs> yes, but she like fully committed dancing up a staircase. It was it was kind of unbelievable. Like she did such a good job. Uh, we'll post it to Instagram because it was kind of amazing. I was impressed. Yeah. Um. So anything else to report from our trip? I think I that mean, was pretty much seeing, it. I are you still impressed with me? Oh, I am. I am. So Ryan did some some blues and definitely a lot of greens. Um. But yeah, I mean. For kind of a novice skier, you really tore up the slopes. And, I mean, my family is intense in that we were, like, me not so much, but my dad and one of my – like, they're up at the crack of dawn skiing. And, like, we're all join the the bee boat. Yeah. And – do a couple of runs, but I mean, one day we skied like literally there, all day. So this this season there was no bee boat. It was there like was no we came boat. later, but like we were going. Yeah, I mean, because I my dad was like just dragging us around, <laughs> and he's like, oh, "I don't worry ever, about it." If there was ever a moment, I was like, "Okay, I think I'm you know I'm gonna head back down." Everybody just kind of stopped and stared at me, and I was like, "Never mind, <laughs> we're going back." You up. were a hundred percent peer pressured into. <laughs> like skiing beyond your means yeah but you did a great job but I mean all you have to say is like like at one point I know we were on the mountain and your dad looked at me and he was like we can take that green down and you know take a long time or we could just go straight down this mountain right now and just go and get lunch and get some drinks and warm up and I was like all right like he's like you can get to point b by doing this like roundabout way or you can just literally ski like straight down 100 feet down I yeah I mean he he was straight down straight down I mean yeah it was steep it was great um I mean so much fun it was a lot of fun and then you know by 1 p.m every day we were you know having drinks and you know shopping kimosabe kimosabe I can't I don't even want to (sighs) hear the word kimosabe for the rest of the year yeah kate would not stop about it but luckily i got my kimosabe hat you did i did i am full kyle richards mode right now with my with my cool flat rimmed hat we will follow up if you know at the end of the year we'll follow back on this and say the number of times you actually wore it outside of just on the airplane Okay, well, I wore it the day I bought it, so and I wore it to dinner. You did that night, um, and then I did have to wear it on the plane. Right, it was a look. It was definitely a look, um, but yeah, we'll keep you posted if I wear it again ever. <laughs> right now, it's just <laughs> hanging on my wall already. But we did it. We did it. 
Um, okay, so do we want to do a little Bravo? I think we always do. Yeah, I mean, I always do. I always do. Um, I mean, I love Bravo too. Yeah, but uh, we need to talk about Ultimate Girls Trip Legacy. Yes, so um, <laughs> just to give another little backstory, if as if the Real Housewives franchise is not enough for, you know, those that are super obsessed, there's, I think it's just Peacock that does it on Peacock. Yeah. Um, they have an Ultimate Girls Trip um, and... This season is, like, the legacy Real Housewives of New York. So, like, the New York mm-hmm. Housewives that we don't get to see anymore. R.I.P. R.I.P. And, like, for good reason, we need them back on our screens full time. It is hilarious. They are – it is – it was so good. So, I love, first of all, that they essentially recreated a trip that they'd done seasons ago to St. Bart's, where, like, Luann had the whole pirate, like – Sonia, Luann, and the pirate. Um, but they basically recreated that whole trip, which was just like, it was so good. And the cast was amazing. It was, we got Ramona, we got Luann, we got Dorinda, we got Sonia. And then the two wild cards were um, Kristen and Kelly Ben Simone. And crazy Kelly. The interactions were just incredible. Yeah, so it's essentially you throw, like, you know, a bunch of delusional um, middle-aged women together um, on an an island island and throw a bunch of booze at them. Booze and hot young waiters. It was like they were all so, like, man-hungry. Well, they always are. They always (laughs) are, but, like, they, like, came to town to... They all F. any town they go to, they come to F. And I mean, Luann did. I love that she yeah, literally she did the last night. Spoiler, but Luann had sex for sure. Yeah. So I mean, what else can we say about it? It was just, it was, it was so good. I feel like Ramona is like so kind of poli- politically incorrect. You don't usually kind of. okay, fully politically incorrect. And then you're like, I hate her. She's just awful. And then you see her, and you're like, all right, but she is hysterical. She's hilarious, but she's. A whor- she's, she's awful. She's a bad person. Um, but yeah, so Sonia is like also, you know, alcoholic, um, showing parts of her body naked everywhere she goes. And then you have Fully Luann. naked. Right. You have Luann, who is like <laughs> just unreal, smoking skags, has her vape. I think she was smoking a cigarette in the confessional and vaping at the same time. That was she's amazing. Like, when, okay, for a Luann moment when she was disappointed by the party and that Kristen did not invite any men. <laughs> yeah. And then she was hiding from the other ladies, smoking cigarettes and smoking on a vape. Yeah. I was I was dying. It's good stuff. You have to watch it if you haven't. Yeah. Peacock. Um, also in the Bravo universe, Salt Lake City. We would be remiss to not talk about Salt Lake City. I mean, obviously, it's like the most insane season which is crazy because the last season jen shaw was literally arrested on national tv right by the nypd and yet somehow this season is even crazier i know and it's the monica of it all it's uh what is that the real housewives von or what is that reality von reality von so i mean if you're watching or if you're not watching basically Bravo has this woman on the cast this year who 
basically had a Finstagram where she was like roasting Jen Shaw and all the other Salt Lake City ladies. And like Heather got, I don't know, a private detective somehow found out and then they confronted her on screen and it, what transpired was like truly like biblical. the, The drama, it was like a soap opera. Yeah, so it's essentially like this woman who was participating in trolling all of the all of the ladies, like infiltrated yeah. her way onto the show, which is kind of amazing and it's impressive. Honestly. Well, so last night was the part one of the reunion, and I do need to make to call out that Monica is sitting closest to Andy. Yeah, that's, that's like true. The, that's the coveted seat. Do we like not remember when Vicky was asked to come back like as a friend of whatever and they brought her out on the reunion and she wasn't seated next to Andy. She like threw a shit fit. So like this newcomer, I think this might be the first time literally ever that a newcomer is seated next to Andy. So like I, that's the type of shit that like I you don't, don't well, know. You don't, I guess you don't like go as hard as I do no. for the these kind of facts but it's you know my mom is texting me she's like monica she like can't stand her she's like she better not be invited back i'm like she'll be back like she brought all of the drama this season essentially yeah so i have to give it out to salt lake city the finale was like next level jennifer lawrence (laughs) was talking about it on like the golden globes like I think it's – but the common thread with all of the Housewife franchises is essentially you get a bunch of crazy-ass, delusional women, put them together, you know, throw alcohol at them, and watch it all just explode. Yeah, 100%. Meredith and Marks? Meredith Marks. Delusional. Lisa Barlow? Right. The- completely un- out of touch with reality. Who um, out of Salt Lake City do you think – who is your favorite? That's tough because I like – I really did like Heather initially and now I'm like she kind of gets on my nerves every now and then. It's hard because I kind of just like them as a collective where I'm just like – Right. They're all just so insane. Like as much as Lisa drives me nuts, she does make me laugh because she's crazy. I love – I mean honestly I love Mary. Mary, well, I kind of forgot about Mary because Mary, where'd you go? <laughs> she was like in the beginning of the season um, and like was bringing she, so she many laughs. She went to like a lunch with Whitney and was just so, so yeah. fucking crazy. But then she kind of disappeared towards the end of the season. I'm excited to see her. And then she came her. back on the reunion. Yeah, I'm excited to see her back at the reunion. Um, I want to say that Lisa Barlow is my fave because she's just so funny and yeah. like the tone of her voice and just like she just cracks me up she's like you know she's the absolute worst the but worst. she is so funny on tv oh and i do we do need to call out that um it was revealed that shocker shocker jen shaw gave heather the black eye right yeah so like you know we're going that was another thing too that i kind of like lost points well, for me with heather because i'm like what the hell? Like, I understand you're ride or die, but like yeah. when this when this person literally scammed people and, and then, then lied you just to lied you about to ev- it, well, you lied to everyone, right? Like you're like, I don't recall. You know who did it, but like, I don't remember. I get the whole she was like didn't want wit or sorry Jen to get like more time on her sentence, but it's it's like at what cost? Like this person is right. a horrible person. Well, I think with at with any housewife, um, they have amazing seasons and then they have shitty seasons, and I think that like Heather was 
on a like riding on a high. Yeah. Like Rihanna called her out and was like, she's my favorite housewife of all time. Like people loved Heather. And then last season she really with the whole black eye, she tanked. She because bombed. everyone was like, just own it. Like who gave you the freaking black eye? Or if Was she know. also like was it last season or this season when she threw up Ann Peter Pan? That was the season. Damn. Which I have never related to something more. I mean, I just have to say my heart just goes out to that girl because she tried to. She was like, close, <laughs> close the door. The and sprinter. They, okay. I'll, they so, did not close the door. They opened the door wider. Nothing for Salt Lake City. Don't put those ladies on a, on a sprinter van. No. Because when they're on a sprinter van, everything goes to shit. Actually, I take that back. Like, only film them in a sprinter in van. In a sprinter van. Yeah. Please. Exclusively. All right. Well, that's our Bravo, like... Touch. Our Bravo touch points. I mean, I could talk about Bravo for days, like, of course, but, you know, Maybe I know Maybe we'll that have a Bravo special. Not all of our... Not all of our listeners are quite as obsessed with Bravo as I am. So... Let's let's move on to the most recent phenomenon. Did I say phenomenon right? Phenomenon. Phen- <laughs> it's phenomenon. Phenomenon. Yeah. The most recent phenomenon, Gypsy Rose <laughs> Blanchard. Which we have mentioned her because how could we not in previous episodes? When I, when I think we were going back and forth as to whether she was – gonna get released and all that I think they, they they announced that she was getting released I tried to explain like what happened <laughs> between her and her mother and her boyfriend and obviously failed miserably she, she basically was she got released and she basically kicked down the jailhouse door and was like I am back and I'm like having she, a good ass time she is like full-blown celeb right now and she's living it up like she is on she's like on top of the world i'm like i don't understand i mean have you ever seen someone get released from prison for murder of their mother of their mother and i know it was like a unique situation right but literally be on the view on the red carpet releasing a book like paparazzi following her and her boyfriend that looks like her mother. Like <laughs> yeah. she is like mingling with other celebrities. She was in Kansas City going to the Chiefs game to try and see Taylor Swift, and right. then she her parole officer was like, "Bitch, get back here! What are you doing?" Right, and I mean she's like going on podcasts. Like Heather McMahon basically put that song out about her. I'm just like. This is wild. Like, I knew when I followed the story closely, even though I really couldn't explain it to you very well, and (laughs) I knew it was a big deal that she was being released. I just thought it was to, like, people like me. Right. Who, like, followed the story. Well, I mean, in all fairness, there was that Hulu series that came out. So it wasn't, like, It was well known. It wasn't an obscure case, for sure. Definitely not obscure, but I didn't think she would be like a star She's when a she came star. out of prison overnight. Not only that, but I mean, there's been so many memes on Instagram and everything about it. <laughs> the View. Yeah, she's like, yeah, you know, I went about it the wrong way. And what's the redheaded woman's oh, name? And she's I don't like, know. don't say that. And it's like, like you're talking about the fact that she murdered her mother like yeah I think she's like you didn't have a choice I mean right like she's like yeah I guess I like made a mistake or two it's like you literally killed your mother right you are a murderer 
But I'm also like kind of like good for her. I mean, Is at the end wrong? of the day, her mom was poisoning her slowly and like killing her. So and, it's kind of like and using her for like monetary like you know benefits. Right. Like, I mean, yeah, terrible situation, totally insane. Um, should she be walking the red carpet? Maybe not. That like, might be too far. I don't know. Like, where where is the line? That said, I will be watching the Lifetime. The Lifetime's, like, movie that's already out, which I'm sorry I have not watched yet, but I will be doing that. I might read the book. Although I don't know about the book. I feel like I know enough. It's just crazy. I mean, from, like, rags to riches story. Rags to riches. More like prison to, I don't know, red carpet. <laughs> I mean, although... There have been others, but I mean, this is kind of insane. So the one thing that, the one issue, and this is the same, it's a tale as old as time. Every like TLC show, you know, there's some bizarre person that's like addicted to eating, you know, I don't know, couch cushions or something. For example, Gypsy Rose murdered her mother in prison. All of these people always end up married. Oh, yeah. And I'm like... I guess there really is someone for everyone. Right. Well, I'm like, I wonder what the deal is with that. I mean, this guy, I guess he looks normal enough. (sighs) But there is a thing with, I mean, I think it goes both ways in terms of like incarcerated people who have done heinous, horrible things are always getting married while locked up. Well, and in general, just like weirdos right I mean this guy you know Ryan Scott Anderson just looked him up I mean kind of normal who knows but like I, I I've thought about it before and as someone who was single for a really long time <laughs> I was like how are these people in prison finding boyfriends girlfriends spouses and like I can't even get someone on freaking bumble to message me back so what else what's next um so okay interesting book that i just read yes and it's charleston centric as well which is like Mm -hmm. crazy charleston based um so i just read among the bros a fraternity crime story and this was written by max marshall this is crazy um it kind of for me started as a vanity fair article that someone forwarded to me and it was about this like frat crime ring that happened right here at College of Charleston um, and everyone was busted in like 2016. So I read the book totally just like fascinating because this all like happened at and they they name all the places, the restaurants, the King Street, the people lived where I lived in college but essentially like soon like shortly thereafter shortly after I graduated some of these kids started going to college in Charleston obviously joined frats so I think I think it was like a year after I graduated well so they were arrested in 2016 but like I think a couple of the kids entered college in 2011 2012 I mean not to give my age away but I graduated 2009 and yeah it's just like this wild like whole like drug underworld here in College of Charleston that's like totally led by these like frat boys at College of Charleston where they're like supplying drugs to like most of the schools in the southeast like everywhere from like Clemson to old to Ole Miss where my sisters went 
And it's like not just weed. It was like intense drugs, cocaine. Um, They were manufacturing Xanax. So that's the very interesting thing for me is the whole Xanax part is because I just never remembered, I, you know, like I know in college, like sometimes people would talk about it, but it was never like a thing at parties where people were like, right, yo, I'm going to like do a bar. Well, that's okay. So that's take a bar. That's kind of the conversation that like, or the most surprising thing to me is that kids nowadays, or I mean, maybe I just wasn't in that group or something, but like they're partying with Xanax. Which doesn't, it seems like a, like a, you know, oxymoron to me. Right. (laughs) Right. I mean, and they're fully like addicted to it too. I mean, it's like, I've always been an advocate for Xanax. I take it to fly. I take it for a Sunday scary. I am prescribed it. But it sounds like these kids are literally waking up in the morning, hungover from the night before, take a Xanax. They chill out a little. They start drinking. They do a little Coke. Then they do a little more Xanax. Then they do more Coke. Then they do more Xanax. And it's like... It's like Wolf of Wall, of Wall Street. Well, that's a part of the book. The chapter is called King um, Wolf of King Street. <laughs> so they call themselves the Wolves of King Street. And wow. basically, they were dealing drugs out of like the Silver Dollar, which is a bar that I went to in college and is still around. And I mean, even in college, it was a little bit of a shady establishment, but certainly is still. But um, it was just a wild read. I... I highly recommend. The one thing that you had mentioned to me about it was the beach house they had. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, the the drug ring was intricate. And also there were, like, feuding players as well, which is how the shit kind of went down. I mean, there was, like, a murder. Like, things went crazy. But they had a beach house, and they were true – like, they were manufacturing – their own Xanax out of this house. They ha- somehow brought in this like machine and then they were getting like pure powder shipped from like Pakistan and China and come- that were coming in like printer cartridges and then they were just like manufacturing this out on the beach. And then Which I have to say, it's pretty impressive. It is pretty impressive. I mean, these kids were like making shit tons of money and buying like Porsches and of course like being idiots with them buying like semi-automatic rifles and grenade launchers and crazy cars and then like building like they had like houses set up that were like solely for like the business of like dealing drugs so they like bought homes they like rented and I, I know that like one of the homes like of course like I mean a dad bought a, a house for their college student an $800,000 house that all this shit was going down in but um it's also kind of crazy because like when I was in college like the frats like SIGAP KA most of this was going down in the KA frat and I mean as a result the fraternity got shut down because of this and I think they may have been reinstated but it really is just wild and I have to question anyone in this age group like what is going on it's strange to me like why aren't you just getting drunk but I also feel that way about a lot of things and I think it's just because I'm I I think I'm just old now yeah I think so too because there's another thing too this is a total sidebar but and we've talked about it so many times is the mullet that kids have these days oh my god I don't I just don't 
I just don't get it. It's like a, it's an involved mullet from the 80s that all the kids are rocking. Like, including Lisa Barlow's son, including, yep. like, any any kid that's, like, under 19 boy has a, not only just a mullet, but a weird one. It's yeah, like it's really like, puffy on the top. It's, and they're doing the frost tips frosted again. Frosted tips again. Yeah, it's like, I don't know what's going on with these kids, but, I mean, it is kind of crazy, too, because apparently, like, Xanax, like, the... Xanax addiction really opens up into opioids, which opens up into heroin. Like, literally, they talk about in a matter of, like, a month, like, four, two to three to four college students, like, in the frat system, overdosing. Yeah. Like, I think College Charleston needs an intervention. I just don't know what's going on. That's just, I was like, I was good with my like, you know, UV blue with my Burnett strawberry vodka. <laughs> like, I yeah, I mean, we were just buying like. My shitty alcohol and then I'd go to the bar and it, this was back. Try when, to sneak in a few beers. Yeah, when we, but this was during dollar night. God, with inflation these days, I, I think, I think Kinsey said or Haley told us that it was now $3 night, which is oh, so depressing God, in, in is... my college town. Um, but yeah, no, these kids are into some hardcore shit. They really are. And this book, Cautionary Tale, I mean, it kind of makes me not want to have kids. It's scary for sure. Because it's like you just never know what kind of crazy friend group they land in where someone has like one like dumb idea that spirals into chaos. But anyway, everyone go and read it. It was pretty good. Fascinating. Um, And if you don't want to read, if you don't want to commit to just like 300 pages of bro talk vanity fair article kind of dumbs it down for you yes um do we have anything else i had written down that we wanted to just like give a little praise to good grief yes so dan levy um eugene's son i don't know even know why i just said that (laughs) everyone knows who he is from schitt's creek schitt's creek of course um just came out with a movie called Good Grief, um, and I thought it was it was sweet, and I thought it was interesting. I really liked it. Um, I have one comment to make about why I liked it, um, and I find it it was similar to Shit's Creek in this way. The whole movie wasn't about being gay, right? It was like it was barely even touched upon. Like it wasn't this like coming out story or this like coming to terms with who you are. It was literally just about a relationship and kind of the you know the highs and the lows of like any relationship Mm -hmm. and finding out that maybe your your spouse was cheating on you or what have you but it wasn't about being gay right which I really liked yeah I think that's great I mean I I I love that there's so many more movies and shows that are coming out where being gay is not the storyline right it's like a part of the story because it's just a part of life like yeah you have a normal life and your husband dies unexpectedly in, you know, how you, you navigate that. Like, and yeah. you find out all sorts of crazy things or, or, you know, there's infidelity in a relationship. It, mm-hmm. It's just, you know, like every other normal drama. Yeah. And I just love him so much. I mean, I obviously was obsessed with Shit's Creek. And, it, you know, I remember watching an interview and he was like, I never wanted to make the character David on Shit's Creek like a define his sexuality but b make it this whole thing like Mm -hmm. make it this whole conversation like it was just accepted and he was a character who started there and then just like moved on and it was just never 
really addressed. And I kind of love that. Right. And I feel like he made the same kind of conscious choice um, with Good Grief. And I, I did really enjoy it. I mean, I watched it on a plane after a week long of drinking. So I was without like, me. Without you. So I was in my feels. Okay, so time out. So we've already talked about how we like to watch movies together on planes. Or yeah. I guess rather I do because you clearly don't I don't need to. Well I don't I, I don't you're mind making me it. sound crazy, but you like to watch movies with me. Well you go to the bathroom more than I do, so then I have to pause and then I have to wait for you. All right. Anyway, neither here nor there. So I woke up on our flight day and I was like, oh my God, good grief's out. Like I'm downloading it now. Thought I downloaded it. We get we get on the airplane and it didn't download. And Kate yeah. was like, <laughs> looked at me with like sheer panic in her eyes. Like, she was what like, am I do? that's the only thing that downloaded on mine. I was like, all right, it's you can watch it. I was like, well, truly it was my only download <laughs> because okay. everything I had downloaded from the flight there had already expired, which I'm like, why does that happen? That's strange. Like why expire? Um, but I also have to say, like sometimes I download the dumbest shit for flights. Yeah. Like, Stuff that, it, like, if you're reading or you're watching something else, like, yeah. this is my time to watch, like, dumb action movies. Yeah, you do watch some dumb action movies. Sometimes I, like, I just want to just be entertained and, like, not think or feel anything. No, I get that. I panic download. Like, I just, like, download everything. And then I get on the plane and I'm like, ugh, I don't want to watch any of this. But I did watch A Beautiful Mind on the way to Colorado. See, that's the opposite of the stuff that I was watching. Oh, no, I was full-blown crying. Like, when we <laughs> yeah, landed, I was, like, at the end of the movie, like, hysterically crying. Such a good movie. And I don't know. Those are the times when I kind of watch the, like, heavier things. I don't know if it's because I'm, like, on Xanax and I just get in my feels sometimes when I fly, but, like, I really, like, lean into the fact that I'm going to watch something heavy. Yes. Anyway, I feel like that's pretty much it. I we had we haven't recorded recorded in a while. So twenty twenty four resolution is to regularly record. I Maybe know. we'll up to every week. Maybe. No promises. Maybe. But I'm just <laughs> saying that my list going into this was like 30 topics so we really had to narrow it down well the list started from like pre-christmas so yeah i think kate had something written down that was like is the grinch gay that was like a topic that was definitely a topic (laughs) and i do think he's a gay icon i agree um but we'll leave it at that happy new year everyone we're happy to be back in charleston and recording with each other yes and detoxing for like four days we will be detoxing um, until Friday, that is. And it's Wednesday, so. <laughs> Two more days. Um, anyway, so, you know, what to do. Like, subscribe, leave a review, share it with your friends. Um, you know, follow along at Are You Sisters podcast on Instagram. And then Kate, at Kate Charney and at Ryan Tasker. Love you guys. Thanks. Bye. Bye.